This week on the People's Football Podcast, we welcome special guest Chris McKitten, we review a surprising week in the world of football, we take a look at the hot topic of this week and we introduce some new games and a new structure to our podcast. We hope you enjoy and we hope to see you soon. Hello and welcome to the People's Football Podcast, a show for ordinary people in an extraordinary game. What we'd like you to do in this show is to laugh, listen and learn a little bit. So, on this week we've got loads coming up, but unbelievably we've pulled a rabbit out of the hat. We are sitting next to royalty today. We have a Hollywood star and none other than... Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson, how are you, buddy? You've got the listeners excited about three times oh, now. I've been Callum Wilson, some of our Wilson, Wilson the dog at one point, <laughs> and now I'm Sorry, Owen yeah. Wilson. I'm going to pretend I know who Owen Wilson is. Wilson is. You don't know who he is? No. So, me, myself, oh my God, he's in. He's, me, he's, myself, and. No, he's not in that. Either. Right, I can't remember. I can't remember what he's in, but he's, he's a real. <laughs> Unbelievable stuff. Oh, he's a comedy. 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 He's the comedy guy. Comedy. That's who he is. The comedy guy. So anyway, listen. We have got Kyle from Crammy. Listen, we'll, we'll settle for that. But how are you, Kyle? Mate, how's your week been? Uh, it's been alright. I'll be a lot happier on Monday once I'm on holiday. But I'm going okay. But uh, a bit red at the moment after the blistering heat. But are you enjoying the weather? Yeah, except when you're out in the sun for eight hours, no sun cream on, no hat, no water, but. Do you not think got to prepare the, about those things before you leave the house? Prepare to fail, you fail to prepare. As I like that one. Well, so, but you've done both of those things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's your motto, but you don't live by it. Okay, uh, mate. Is that why you're going to Poland next week to get in the cold, is it? Getting the cold. It's meant to be quite hot next week. Is so it? I think it's more for the beers, to be fair. Ah, fair enough. Cheap beers. All right. Well, listen, we are definitely in, in football royalty, though, because guess who's back? Yeah, she's back. back Guess again. who's back? Yeah, Steph is back. Okay, so we, we missed her last week. She wasn't live with us and we really missed her. We had thousands of people complaining to us saying, Steph, get back. There's a GoFundMe page to get her back. And uh, She's back. How are you, Steph? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. It's been um, it's been an interesting week. Um, I've survived yet another day of motherhood. Um, put, my, put our little Hayden, our son, to bed uh, about half an hour ago. And I had to... I had to basically pull out my best performance at the Grammys to get him to sleep, singing a few songs. Um, but he's down, he's asleep, and I'm raring to go for the podcast this week. Um, how about you, man? Yeah, no, all good. I mean, I heard you singing. I thought it was some cats getting drowned, to be fair. But, Can you not uh, give us a song? Yes, no, Steph. I'm not, not <laughs> going to spoil it. Go I am actually a really bad singer. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping Hayden doesn't grow up thinking that my uh, my chords or whatever are, are how you sing because it's definitely not. Martin's a great singer though, aren't you? Yeah, I'm one of the best. Sweet Caroline. No, all sorts, mate. Backstreet <laughs> Boys, they're all sorts. So no, I mean, week's been good, guys. It's been really good. I mean, I've had to put up with Steph and Hayden. Uh, so, I mean, Careful. listen, listen, I know. <laughs> No, it's been a really good week. The weather's been crazy hot, just trying to stay out of the way of it. But like you say, Kyle, we're out coaching football, doing what we love, but it is made a little bit harder when the, when the sun is beating down on you. Um, so listen, today we've got loads coming up, everyone. We have great new polls coming up. Have you say, a brand new part of segment. Uh, we've got a, a special guest coming up from the Northeast. Really excited to have him. Uh, and lots of other things. We've got FPL action. We're going to have a weekend review of the Northeast. Um, we'll laugh at one team, we'll be happy with another. Um, but what we're going to do first is we're going to have a little 
word from our sponsor. Do you need a plumber? Do you need a plumber with extra big hands? Because Thomas Connolly, Keaton and plumbing experts are the best plumbers in town. Please visit thomasconnolly.co.uk or ring 01207693992 to get in touch. Thank you to our sponsor there and welcome back to the People's Football Podcast, a show for ordinary people in an extraordinary game. So, a very exciting football weekend, all sorts of shenanigans going on across the leagues. And what we're gonna do, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do a new a new segment to this now. So basically we're gonna have Kyle and Steph and they're gonna review the weekend with uh, the whole weekend with a shocker and a showstopper of the weekend. Kyle's going to look at the shocker and showstopper teams, and Steph's going to look at the shocker and showstopper players. That's actually really difficult to say, everyone. If you said that three times, it's going a day, Kyle. Shocker, showstopper, well, three, times. three times. Three who, times really quickly. Who pops out? Uh, nothing. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with that. Showstopper, showstopper. Uh, there we go. He can't even say <laughs> that. All right, anyway, so there, we pops out. there we go. There we go. Zlatan pops out. I don't know. Right, okay, so Kyle. Listen, really intriguing weekend. I'm coming to you for your shocker and your showstopper of the weekend. So I'm going to go my shocker first. I think it's a very, very easy one. It has to be my United. Oof. They were an absolute... They were diabolical, really. They were, night, they were a nightmare. And I can't see where they're going to go this season. I don't want to repeat what I've said on the previous podcast. I know we did a little bit on the one that went out on Friday, but they were just, they were just terrible. And I know Ten Hag wants to play out, but it looks like the team... Is so fixated on the pattern of play playing out. I don't forget the basics. Like Ericsson, was it the second goal when he just let? I think it's M Bumbo, whatever he's called, has nicked the ball, and Ericsson hasn't checked the shoulder. It's just the basics of football that he's forgot. Just he's so fixated on the pattern. So tactically, I I agree with you. Now I'm going to jump in on that because yeah. I've never seen Ericsson receive it at the edge of his own box in the middle as a CDM. Yeah. I've never seen a straight pass from a goalkeeper. Straight. That is one of the golden rules you say from player. Don't play straight passes because that is an absolute. It's, it reminds of the Bruno yeah. goal. Remember at Norwich, yeah, yeah. when Tim Crow read it, and they were making out as if it was some kind of master plan. Now it is, but my night. If that's how they're going to play, they're in big trouble this oh, season. Yeah. They are seriously big trouble. So yeah, they were your shocker. Yeah, they were my shocker. My surprise. Uh, it was quite a hard one. I don't think there was obviously. I didn't want to say Brentford because I wanted to say my United. It was a surprise, mm. but. I went with Forest as my surprise. I think after the the poor performance against us last weekend, I thought they were there for the taking for West Ham. You know they've got Jared Bowen who's looking to get a goal. You got Skamaka who wants to hit the ground running, and I think they're just Forest. Just I think atmosphere helps. We always say at Newcastle atmosphere helps, but it just took them Forest to just add it from the start and some questionable decisions. And do I think the the goal at West Ham's goal should have stood? Yes, but. I just think Forrest were looked at complete different sides compared to when they played us. Who got the assist for Forrest? Is that a quiz question? No, no. Is that a quiz question? No, no, no. Who got the, who got the assist? Jesse Lingard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesse Lingard, I thought. So it's typical, isn't it? I'm praying that he has a bad season. I've seen, I, I seen his video with... Um, he put a video out on TikTok. Dancing? Shock. No, but it was him dancing in a West Ham shirt, seeing his mood after the game, and I think it's just... 
to dig towards the West Ham. Uh, wow. Yeah. The West Ham fans. Just be humble, bro, because he was pretty poor in the first year. Yeah. Signed, signed a couple more players. Gee, I well, can't keep doing you know what I can't keep. Just signed Emmanuel Dennis from um, Watford, and I know where to find that Joe Pedro now. I've seen Sky reporting. I've seen that, which we're going to talk about. So, yeah. our is it our the French centre midfielder? Yeah, 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 from, he's, he's, from Lyon. I'm not pronouncing it right, but he's a fantastic player. So mm. I don't know if they've got him. Listen, the, the yeah, it is what it is. Still haven't got 25 players yet either. They lost so many players. They lost so many players on loan and lost so many players on gone as well. When Spence said he wanted to go. Yeah, they had so many, you're right. You're but right. they've now lost so many loans and but to be honest, this isn't a dick of Nottingham, but I can spend more than the year Nottingham either, so yeah, we'll, we'll leave that there. Fair enough. Alright then, so your, your shocker of the week, which I think Anyone could have predicted that. My night is and showstoppers. They weren't exactly showstoppers, but you're right, Kyle. Yeah. I, I, I think you're right. I think, honestly, West Ham had so many chances, but at the end of the day, they got the result, and maybe they'll prove people wrong. Yeah. So, Steph, shocker and showstopper of the week for you. I mean, for shocker, it, it was, I mean, take your pick from, from the Man United <laughs> team. I know we've just talked about it, but I, I actually went with uh, David De Gea. Um, because you know he is he is one of the the senior figures in the dressing room. Um, you know he's been there he's been there a long time. He's 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 a great keeper. Let's not let's not take away from you know how good he is and how good he has been throughout his career. But it, the, the the mistakes that he made, obviously with the first goal, letting that slip through his hands, and then obviously when he played that ball out Ericsson on the edge of the box. Um, it's you know a keeper of his caliber. You're just not expecting that, and you're wondering why that's happening. You know, are they not focused? Are they not? You know, have they not bought into the way Ten Hag wants to play at the moment? It's it's a really funny one. I mean, you know, I could have picked any one of that team. I know he made a raft of changes at half time. Um, you know, Luke Shaw again. He got he got absolutely done um, by uh, Josh De Silva for his goal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think it could have been any one of that team. Um, but I've gone with De Gea. I should say fair play to him because he did come out after the mm. game and he asked to do that so he could apologise for his performance. So, you know, I, I always I always admire someone who will come up come up come out and, and hold their hands up after a bad performance. So kudos to him for doing that. But you know, those the, the, the two mistakes were one nil, two nil and then, you know, the game's gone, confidence is gone. It's really um it was just a down spiral from there, really wasn't I, it? I don't want to drag it out with, with the air and that because you're right. It was his two goals, but do you not feel like every other week my United players are coming out and saying, I'm so sorry? Yeah. And there's just nothing behind it. Like, I'm going to. Empty words. I, I, don't know, I don't know what's been said lately, but is it coming from the players? Like, I know I know Rashford got caught using uh, one of his social media persons was putting the tweets out for him, and he was, was he actually apologising, <laughs> but. Please was, say something like. Yeah. Well, who was that? Josie Alty. No, I said that. Can you tweet something like. <laughs> We'll get on the matters there. Yeah. Which is which is a, a problem in with modern day football, isn't it? It's yeah, like, yeah. It's the be- it's the, 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 the PR machine. It's the beast that that is, that that is, and yeah. and and how players are very like you know drilled media wise these days. But it's you know it, it doesn't wash for fans, especially like you say they're doing so badly at the minute. They can't get any. They well, can't get any worse. No. Okay, so shocker. Let's go showstopper. So showstopper. I couldn't not choose him um, because he kept us in the game. We got a point from yeah, Brighton, and obviously he was the star of Twitter on Friday before he'd even a ball had been kicked on Saturday. Oh, it's Nick Pope. Come on, <laughs> Nick Pope for Pope. Why? Tell us why then. 
I mean, obviously, it, when the season started, uh, you know, there was talk about who was gonna who was gonna start and goal, who Eddie Howe was gonna choose, and he and he went with Nick Pope, the new signing. Um, he played well last week against Forest, in particular how he played out from the back. He's quick thinking, but obviously on Saturday against Brighton, it was purely like you know shot stop, and I mean that save from uh, it was Lalana's header, wasn't it? I mean oh, that yeah. was he really, really, really saved that that, that point that point for Newcastle and. Mm. You know, I think you know when you're when you're early on in 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 your time at a club. I think you need a performance like that, especially when you've got you know a deputy like Martin Dubravka, who was you know yeah. who was brilliant as well. Yeah. Um, and obviously he set the world on fire on Twitter. Um, so you know I, I couldn't not choose it. And then we're gonna give a big shout out for our next show stopper is Toon Poles who Toon set Poles. that alight. Come on, Toon Poles, which we're <laughs> gonna talk about later. Who um who was tweeting some of our retweeting some of our polls. Yeah. So yeah. listen, that went crazy. I text you going. Because you wrote something an hour, and I was like, "What the hell are you writing, Nick Pope?" In our uh, Twitter phone, he said, "Oh, it's, it's trending all over me. Go and check it out." So, listen, it's great to see it. Um, did it all start one. Burger King as well? It did all start. I don't even know how it all started. Start Burger King. I, I think. I think someone asked um, lettuce or tomato, and I think two Pauls had come to uh, Nick Pope, and that's where it began. But. So it could have been anyone, it could have been Max Man and it was just Nick Pope just seemed to... Newcastle fans just jumped on the bandwagon and it escalated from there. And I think actually I noticed today um, Burger King put out a tweet saying, like, name an item and then left it out blank that you would bring back to the menu. (laughs) And straight away you've got Newcastle fans jumping on it saying, please name the next burger, the Nick Pope burger. (laughs) burger." And you know what? They probably will. Did you see that he, um, him and his kids were having Greg's for lunch? The Greg's yeah, strapped around, uh, <laughs> Greg strapped around like a full, happy, a full meal for him. So, no, good on him, good on him. Um, all right then. So let's let's um, let's go into Newcastle. So you know, leading on nicely from from Nick Pope saves nil nil. Um, you know, a uh, bit of a dour game. We we watched the game, but yeah. you know, I don't know if you watched the game, Kyle. Where's what did you think of the game? Well, well my stream actually worked. I watched the game. Is that a, a Sky Sports? A Sky Sports stream. <laughs> yes, yeah, it is. Yeah. Now there's no he score. There's no stream allowed. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, we don't watch that stuff. No, we don't. <laughs> don't condone that any of that. So it's Sky Sports stream. On the radio, on my, in my ear. Yeah, yeah. It looked like we were pro in my ear. It looked like we were mm-hmm. went went in great performance, mm-hmm. but I. You're always going to take a point at Brighton. It's our bogey team. It's Eddie Howe's bogey team. You go away to Brighton, it's always you're always going to take a point. I know, I know. You go on and you're saying, if we want to get where I want to be, we've got to be beating teams like Brighton. But at the end of the day, when was the last time we won there? And I don't think we ever have. I don't, I don't, I don't think, think we have. Especially in the Premier League. I don't think we've ever won the, the Premier League championship. I think more Diami when he scored that. Oh um, well, in the Premier League, top point. Yeah. Uh, Perez Pere, Pere scored the winner, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. in the Premier League, though, right? No, it was in the no championship. Yeah. But it's just it's a it's a hard place to go. Potter is brilliant. He sets up the streams really uh, teams really really well, and I think it was, I think the, the reason to stay on me it was because Eddie Howe and Graham Potter were at a stalemate and yeah. maybe had. Brighton had a world class uh, finisher. Maybe that would have been a different story, but at the end of the day, should Wilson's goal have been disallowed? That's another debate. And you're coming away one 0 staying a one 0 win. No one's going to complain. Yeah. But that Wilson, that Wilson goal is another debate for another time, really. Yeah. But, no. I, yeah. What Steph? What do you think? I think it was a positive result. I think the performance was a little disappointing. And um, I think really the only time Newcastle you know, assert themselves on the match was the first 20, 25 minutes and after that, you know, it was, it were Brighton were the dominant team. 
Um, I think again for me the, the performance just reiterated the need to bring in that extra quality, that extra um, you know, decision maker in the in the final third. I thought I thought where the game was really not obviously won, but I thought where where, where you know Newcastle really fell down was I thought defensively they were brilliant. Um, obviously Nick Pope we've talked about, but I think midfield um, it was a it was a sort of an off day for for Bruno, Joe Linton, and, and Willock. Um, and then in attack, I thought again we were a bit disjointed, uh, giving the ball away a lot, um, not really linking up. Um, so I think you know there was positives to take away, um, but much to improve as well. What did you think? Um, yeah, I think uh, I wouldn't say turgid performance. But after all the games I'd seen this weekend, it was a very poor game. I mean, in the second half, I don't remember having any final acts, as we would call it. I don't remember us in the final third. I don't remember Sanchez no. making any saves. Don't remember. I remember one cross, which Callum Wilson did, which was thrashed across the goal, which yeah. he won yeah. him on the end of, and no, there was no one there. Yeah. And again, I agree. I think that it was such a... It was a tactical battle, and I think Brighton... Been at home with a better team, but I thought for the first twenty minutes we were like, "Oh God, he's he's classy, he's, he's dominating." We're gonna, and then it just kind of went slowly but surely. Brighton started dominating those areas, and we started to drop a little bit, which is going to be natural. But I think a year or two ago, that's a that's a defeat. That's a defeat. Oh, hundred percent. So I think we we've got a draw. Yeah. We, we, like you said, we'd snap the hands off. So I'm I'm really happy. So most important part of the Newcastle is what everyone's waiting for is <laughs> not Simone Cowell we'll call her Steph Cowell <laughs> Simon Cowell's uh, daughter or whatever because she's Mrs Doom and Gloom after <laughs> after Fabian Shaw hits one from his own from a goal kick straight in the opposition goal she still gives him a bloody eight and he keeps a clean sheet and he's got to do the lad but anyway so we're going to ask for your Newcastle United rating Steph and you know we're going to you're going to go through them but me and Kyle might dig in, so yeah. just go through. You can give a description if you want, but let's just let's just see what you've got. Uh, so Nick Pope, eight point five. Kieran Trippier, seven. Fabian Share, seven point five. Sven Botman, seven point five. Uh, Dan Byrne, uh, giving eight. Joe Willick, six. Bruno is six as well. Uh, Joe Linton, seven. Almiron, seven. Maxi five and Wilson six. Okay, so let's 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 dig into the bones. So only so an eight and a half. Nick Pope was your man of the match. Yeah. Dan Byrne was your second man of the match. Yeah. After that, the defenders did alright. Kyle, what are you taking from that? Any any ones you want to probe about or ask? Um, just can you mention I'm over Dan Byrne, and I think he did have a good game. But were you like I'm well? Both years, how worried were you when you actually seen that Dan Byrne was playing left back before the game? Before the game, oh, not, not not very because he, played, he, he, he no because he played there a lot when he was at Brighton. Um, he did he did play there under yeah. Graham Potter a lot. So it's not like he's he's just thrown in there and he hasn't got you know. Yes, he doesn't look like your orthodox your orthodox fullback, but he he's he's done it before and he's done it well before. So he did play well, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I I I wasn't concerned um yeah. by that and and you know the way he's been playing. Um, you want him in the team? You want him in the lineup? So, so I, I'm not going to go as far as say I wasn't concerned. Yeah. How are you? There's a little bit like. Have the faith. I've got faith, but um, yeah. what I would say is like you're like looking at is it Gross scored two last week? Trossard, they they're on form yeah, yeah. them guys, and you're looking. And there was some uncomfortable moments from. There's no way we can sit here and say he was unreal. He made some unreal 
last did challenges. There was one block especially where he was. Yeah, that was incredible. Bro. So give him his dues. Would yeah. I want him there for six to ten games if targets injured? No, I wouldn't yeah. because he will get found out in that position against someone who isolates him. If they isolate him one v one on the outside, yeah. he, he's going to find it difficult. But you know what? He had a great game. So go on then. What were you going to say about him? Okay, we just we just going to say like. Do you think? Uh, I think he had a good game, but my question is, and I think it could be the question on sort of everyone's every Newcastle fan's lips is, if targets fit mm-hmm. come the weekend, yeah, does Burns go back into play centre half, or does Botman keep his place? So I'm thinking That's the two together. I was thinking that. As does as Botman as keep as his place now, or does Burn fall back? Because Burn and Shaw created a fantastic. How many key shoots is it this year? It's it's crazy how good them two have been together. So I think the, the clarity is, Target's got to come back in. He's yes. Our, he's our yeah. left back. So yeah, yeah. After that, the decision is. You does Burn come back in for Botman or does Botman keep his place? Or? Uh, the tough conversation, the toughest conversation is with Shaw and, and, and Burn. The easiest conversation to have as a manager would be Botman, really well played. Yeah. You know, these guys know the league really well. They know Man City. Yeah. Uh, and Botman's probably looking going, Jesus, like, Holland, like, these guys. Yeah. He's probably thinking, oh, yeah, good good decision. No, but, like, I can imagine Botman would relish. And you know what? For the type of player Holland is, Botman and Shaw, because they're more mobile. And yeah, yeah, I love yeah. Dan Byrne. It's not going to be an aerial battle. It's going to be on the ground. Yeah. So, it, for me, the best back four would be the smaller, diminutive, because they're not swinging balls in. It would be... The four, the, the, the four boys there but I don't know what do you think Steph who's going to start I don't know I mean I I think I suspect that it'll be it'll be it'll be Dan Byrne and Fabian Chair okay. but I, I totally agree with the point you make I think I think Botman had a fantastic debut I thought he looked tidy he looked assured he looked like you know comfortable um, but like you say Man City's a different beast um, but I think Eddie Howe's a one to Stick with what's worked, and I think he'll go back to that centre back pairing of Burn and Share. I'm going to quickly ask you, Kyle, about Maximan because he t- he was close for me. Not a shocker of the week, but he was so poor one the other day. Yeah, he does it often, doesn't he? The way, and he did look well. He looked good against Forest after. Yeah, no, he and was. He looked good. exciting. He has that in him when he can throw a sinker. Yeah, but the problem, the thing I I love is I I would never drop Maxon. I don't think because no. he's got thirty seconds in him. Like and change a game, win a game, or create a chance, mm-hmm. and I think he, that five though mate, was it his sort of game, and the only one I was probably going to mention wasn't Maxon, but it was probably the Wilson six. Mm-hmm. I think he was the only player on our team that, like you said, about the cross was the only one that created an actual chance. So I think mm-hmm. that was the only one of one I would have mentioned was the Wilson six. So you went higher, would you? I would have probably went with. I thought he seven. toiled like Nottingham Forest toiled really hard, but yeah. without. A lot of but there was, there was, there was. Thanks, Siri. Siri, 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 No, I mean, I think the reason I'm up and down was because there was a chance that he had when he went through. Yeah. And he shot wide. He didn't, and I think he thought he was offside, but he wasn't. Yeah. And and you know, I, maybe that is a little bit a bit harsh, but yeah. I just think that. Um, I think he needs help. I he think needs he needs help. he needs help. I, I think like Almiron and Maxi yeah. aren't aren't yeah. someone he needs a ten. Well. He needs a ten, yeah, yeah. an absolute ten behind him. Yeah. If he gets better numbers around him, like he did in Nottingham Forest, there was no one around him, and he is a yeah. very good holdup player. But when they've got three at the back against one, yeah. that's tricky, eh? It's so so listen, that that's good. So 
What we're going to do, we're going to move into, now this can be interesting, is Sunland Review and Middlesbrough Review. So, so who do we go to first for Sunland? We'll go Sunland first. Don't, don't go to Steph first. Steph first, alright then. So Steph, give us some lowdown and Kelvin give us the banter down. Obviously Sunland, I mean, 2-2 QPR, um, they were 2-0 up with 87 minutes on the clock. Um, so it's absolutely criminal, isn't it, that that game finished 2-2. Um, and even worse that you know it was the goalkeeper who rose like an absolute salmon above everyone to head in the cut like that. Like Mark Poon back in the day, right? It was. Didn't? I mean, I remember. You know who Mark Poon is? Oh, right. I don't know if he's winding his own. Oh god! But yeah, you, you know it was. You know, I, I, again, it's a point. It's a really important point for Sunderland, and they, ha- they have added another point on the board. But they could have had seven points from nine yeah. out of the first three yeah. games, um, and it's five. And I think that. I think I think I think the problem um, is potentially that there's a lack of strength and depth and in who, who Alex Neal is bringing off the bench, um, and it'll be interesting to see how they address that in the rest of the transfer window. Um, but yeah, to, to, to concede, I mean, it, you know, it happens a lot, doesn't it? We you know we've seen it plenty of times. You know, late goals, yeah. uh, games swinging on their head. Um, but yeah, to, to 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 not win that game was 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 astounding, really. Kyle, are you going to be as um, as uh, balanced as that? Um, my notes say, ha, ha, ha. That's all they say. Controversial. Um, <laughs> but I'm not going to dig into the Macklems this week. Only a little bit. Just a little bit. But when that goal went in, it was my radio was slightly delayed compared to me. My mum's inside and I heard, a, I heard a big cheer. And I thought, oh, brilliant. Newcastle have scored. Turns out someone had scored and that was my exact reaction as well. But... It's Sunderland had scored. No, Cooper Yard scored. You said it. Are you a secret guy? That's that's so defensive. Um, <laughs> Cooper Yard had scored, and but and the it, goalkeeper scored. It is it is criminal not for them to score and nothing to win. Yeah. And had they won that game, that was nine points and three, and I think it would have been sitting top seven. It would have been seven. seven. It would have been seven points had, from nine. Yeah. Oh, okay. So had they. Had they won that game, they would have been sitting near the top of the table. Yeah. And you're, you're talking about, like, Sunderland top of the table. That would have been hurting to see. But <laughs> I think they are going to have a better season than I predicted. They were actually top of the table at one point. Yeah, they were. Really. I, I a message about it. Looking. So, um, j- so just to say as well, Kyle, and what you're saying now becomes more important because the yeah. next two games, and you can predict how many points they're going to get, is Sheffield United away on Wednesday and then Stoke away. So I think they get some at Stoke. So just give us overall Sheffield United and Stoke. How many points do they get? One. One. I would agree with that. So one point. So if that is the case, it becomes a great start. Becomes another six start. from five. So very tough yeah. games. That's a promoted team, though. I think six points from twelve. Yeah, is... but one minute at the top of the league, the next minute they could be seventeen, eighteen. So you know what? Something like when they have these runs or they do win games, mm. and the next you know. Yeah, I mean, Arsenal haven't won for 12 weeks. But so on the flip side, boys weeks. and girls, if they go and they get four points from them, then yeah. this for me, this is an acid test. They can go and get four points from this, yeah. win one, draw one, or even win, who knows, then they're the real deal. Then oh, maybe yeah, they've just been unfortunate against QPR and the other yeah. teams. So let's see. So let's move on to... Um, to Middlesbrough and now we watched the game yesterday and we loved it we thought yeah. it was I don't know if you carried, you probably didn't watch it we put it on because we knew we were going to talk about it and what a game it was wasn't it Steph it was nearly as good as that Tottenham Chelsea game it was it was. Yeah, it had everything game. it was feisty it was high intensity it was two teams just going for it and it was oh, it was It was a great game I, I was disappointed when it finished to be honest well I think it had 
it was similar to that Tottenham Chelsea game. Two spiky managers. You've got Peck and Bottom, and you've got Chris Wilder fighting <laughs> on the bench. You've got tackles like flying in, <laughs> players pushing each other. Yeah. It was like basketball. It was completely end to end, wasn't it? There yeah, wasn't it was. much patterns to it. It was like it was just boom. You attack, we attack, you attack, we attack, and. It was funny, we were talking about Zach Stefan, weren't we, Stefan? I don't know what your notes are saying, but like, do you want to have a little recap of what happened in the game? I mean, I think he just... What I saw, I will say that I was in and out looking after Hayden at the time this game was on, so I didn't see the full 90 minutes, but I think there was a couple of times where he came out for the ball and he wasn't... He wasn't, he wasn't strong in what he intended to do, so it was just maybe that decision-making from him. But, you know, it'll be interesting to see how he gets on throughout the season. But um, we've got to talk about Tugor Akpom um, because what a rebirth. I mean, he was, obviously, he scored the two goals and they were brilliant goals. I mean, that first goal, I've watched it back several times and it, what a team goal it was. Um, but he, let's talk about Tugor Akpom because he was, he was like, you know, someone who at the start of pre-season wasn't going to be in Chris Wilder's plans. He made that quite 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 known, well yeah. known, that he wasn't yeah. going to include him. Um, so we Google Chris. We 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 Google Akpom because I was like, I know that name. He started Arsenal, and um, he's kind of gone around the houses, hadn't he, a little bit? And he's he's did well. He's did well. So yeah. is he is he going to be able to carry them enough though, Steph? Him for well, the season. Wilder's pretty much said that he still wants to bring in like another striker or two. Um, but he has said that Akpom is now part of the plan. Like he's not going to let him leave. So you know, we'll we'll see how he, how he goes. But I mean, he's, he's you know he, what he started off at Arsenal, didn't he? He's 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 obviously a talented kid. He's still yeah. only twenty six, so he's still got plenty of years in him. So let's just see how that goes. So Middlesbrough, uh, Kyle, I'd come to you, but I reckon your knowledge in Middlesbrough is, is any good. No, you have to do your. <laughs> I think work. I was too hyped up for the Tottenham Chelsea game and so. the Sunderland game as well. Eh? And uh, yeah, I was. I'm still celebrating that uh, goalkeeper's goal. Okay. So all he's got in his notes is need more signings. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do. They need, they need more signings. I won't go into much detail, but because you can't. They do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, make me look good. Uh, they, they do need more signings, and I think. And all honestly, I think I forgot the ball game was on. I was more getting hyped up, <laughs> hyped up about the Chelsea and Tottenham game, and practicing my punches for any. Ready for an Antonio Conte and Tuchel come come knocking for me to be the assistant. So, but, uh, so if um if if we thought Sunderland had tough games, then Middlesbrough's probably aren't as tough, but they're away to Stoke. So Stoke are playing Sunderland and Middlesbrough yeah. in a couple of days, and Redden where Paul Ince is there. So, Kyle, guess how how many points you'll get against Stoke away and Redden away. I'm gonna give some credit. I'm gonna go three, but I'm gonna go over beating Redden. Uh, Redden because loses Stoke. Lose a store. Can you do a store? Yeah, on a on a on a rainy rainy Wednesday night, whenever it is. I'm gonna go four points. I think they'll get a result at Reading, um, and I think the midweek trip to the Britannia Stadium. It's that old cliche of a Tuesday or Wednesday in this case yeah. night in Stoke. Um, but we'll be up for it. I think. Um, yeah, I think four points from. So Wednesday. my prediction was with Wilder, and I'll not go back over it. Is if by October November, if Wilder is not in the promotion playoffs. He could go. Yeah. If he doesn't get something from this, they're going to be in the bottom three, you know, yeah. bottom four. I, I just said, no, no, I'm, I think they've got a good chance, but there's something about them anyway. Right, so what we're going to do, guys, we're going to really quickly preview. We've got a Newcastle, if, if someone have got an acid test, Newcastle have got an acid test this weekend. It's the 
It's the it's the derby, the El, El Clasico of the, the rich money. clubs, the money clubs. Yeah. It's Newcastle oh, at Newcastle. home to Man City on Sunday at four thirty. I mean, Steph mm. can't make the game. I'm away with football, and Steph is um, having a sabbatical. She's taking a day off. <laughs> Kyle's going to be there. Let's just we don't go into it too much. Let's go score predictions and just reason why you're going for that score really quickly. And Kyle, Kyle's having problems with Siri tonight. Nice. Back, tell me the score. Right, okay, well. Come on then, Kyle. Um, I'm going to write my score down um, so Steph doesn't know. I haven't even thought about much, but I'm... I'm going to go with 3-0 Newcastle. Uh, do you want to contest? I'm <laughs> okay. Um, I want to say 1-0. I want to say we'll pinch a 1-0 win. So Kyle, 1-0. Um, I'm going to go with that. That's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with confidence. I think we could beat any team in that league on our good day. Yeah. Only thing I don't want is for what happened last season when we got absolutely opened apart and Richie and Murphy were playing fullbacks and it was like just a battering for ninety minutes. Okay. Okay, I'm not looking forward to that though. If that's the. I don't think it'll be though. So one nil. Callum Wilson score. I'm gonna go Miggy Armour. I'm gonna go Miggy Armour. Go on then, Steph. Um, by the way. Uh, that's going to be my score. Yeah. Okay, and we haven't talked about this. So, what's your score going to be, Steph? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring us back down to earth. I think um, it's going to be two 0 City. Oh, yeah. oh, it was close. So I've said two one to City. <laughs> I think we might score. I really want to see a draw. You know, you've gone win. You've gone. Do you know what? Stuff it. Stuff it. I'm gonna go one one. Be a winner somewhere. I'm gonna be one one. I'm gonna be really brave. I was gonna go two one, and we were one one. Without any new signings in that final third, you think we're gonna yeah. open up City? I don't think we'll open up. We don't have to open up. We'll score a damn burn header or something. Yeah. The goalkeeper will score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like this. Nick Paul. Nick Paul. Full stop. So, Trent so just to just to really quickly go on. So there's the scores predictions. So to tell you that our little mini league table of Newcastle games, Kyle has got two points. Remember, yeah, you get three for a correct score. Two for the correct team or scoreline, um, zero for that. You don't get one point, there. No. You don't no. get one point. So Kyle's got point. two. You've got one right. I got two correct um, teams, teams to score. Yeah, yeah. Steph got the two nil West Ham. Uh, two nil. Sorry, not in Forest, and she got the one. She put one one like me last week, which gives her five points. So it's five four two. So listeners or guests, uh, if you wanna send something into us, send it into. Um, our social media pages and this is that'll take us on nicely to the next part because we're going to have a little break to um to just just to go through some of our social media pages so thanks for listening to that segment hi guys if you're not sick of my voice already please head over to our social media accounts you can find us on instagram facebook and tiktok at the people's football podcast and on twitter you can find us at the tpfp our social medias contain polls, information and overall fun football banter. So please have a look. And welcome back to the People's Football Podcast. In this segment, we have a very special guest. Now, this guest is highly decorated in football. He has three league championships, two league cups to his names. He also has England cap. And also now he's representing Newcastle United amputee football team. It's none other than none other than Chris McKitten. Chris, how are you, buddy? Hi, uh, you good? Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having us. Ah, no worries, Chris. Chris, um, I've got it. I've got a so something around this England thing, right? You've had one England cap. You've got one England goal. All right, incredible yeah. stuff. How did that feel? 
Oh, it's it was amazing to be honest. Uh, I was quite young at the time. I was only sixteen, um, and it was uh, against France, so it was quite like it was a tough game to be honest. And then uh, when it went one 0 down against France, um, and we got given a penalty for handball, and I was on the field with some really experienced players, like players who have played at the top for a long time. I just took the ball off them and took the penalty. Absolutely, it, it went in off the ball like so. It was it was nervy for a second, but it, so, it was amazing. Like I, I can't really describe the feeling. Like it's amazing scoring for Newcastle, but scoring for England is is it's crazy. Like so, Chris. Yeah, me and you had a joke earlier. There's a player. Um, what I'm gonna ask Kyle and I'm gonna ask Steph. There we go. Which player, like Chris, has one England cap and one England goal? Gone radio silence. Do get any There's a couple, isn't there? There is a couple, but who's the one we talked about? Jonathan Woodgate. Jonathan Woodgate? Jonathan Woodgate. Do you know what it guess. probably is? It probably is, to be fair. Do we get any clues? Give, nah, no clues. <laughs> what clues do you want to give him, Chris? Give him a clue. Um, there's one that's. There's, the one that I was thinking of that I guessed to you was someone butcher. Off EastEnders. Terry Butcher. Terry Butcher. No. That's, that's no, the pl- who, who's Bianca Butcher go out with? That would have thrown me off even more. I don't watch EastEnders. Who, so. who, 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 <laughs> Ricky! Ricky oh, Butcher. Ricky Butcher. Right. <laughs> Think of a striker for England, how are we, man? Ricky Lambert. Yes, there's one. Oh, right, okay. So yeah, who's, yeah, another one? who's another one who you talked about? Give us one more. Give her a clue. Give them a clue. Uh, guy. Um, Come on. He spent most of his career on the championship. But he's also, he has played in the Prem. Who for? Who did he play for? The same for? team as Gary Lineker. Oh. Tony Cotty? No. They didn't play together, but he played for the same Which team? Which team? Tell them the team. These are stupid. <laughs> played mainly Leicester. Yeah. And he's been at Preston. About, he retired about seven, eight years ago, do you reckon? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I give up. I'm clueless. I'm baffled. First name... David, last name sounds like a chicken nugget. <laughs> David Nugent. Yes, there we go. <laughs> he's good for England. Yeah, he's good for England. So you're in great company. He was about three yards out, like. Ah, uh, well, hey, listen, listen, yeah. mate, a goal's a goal. So you're in great company, pal. Listen, I, I wanted to, to throw that one straight in there. So England <laughs> national. Um, so uh, listen. I found you. I found I knew about you, Chris, but I, I don't know an awful lot about you. And even though you know you represent Newcastle, we should know Kyle and Steph and all the listeners out yeah. there. You can. Mm. I just want to know, get a sense of you. You can go back as far as little as you want. Mm. Just tell us a little bit about yourself, buddy. So um, I play left back nowadays for uh, Newcastle amputees. And um, going back, I lost my leg when I was nine years old uh, to cancer. But we've got when you look at the team, you've got loads. You've got people who were born with it, uh, people who have been in accidents and stuff like that. Um, so I've always been football crazy, and obviously, when I was going for my treatment, all my treatment was the RVI. So it's right beside St James's, and you could. I was growing up in the days when it was um, when we're in Europe constantly, and you could hear the noise and everything, and it was really, it was really infectious. So. Um, you know, I've always grown up around football. All the players were in all the time in the hospitals. I have, I've met Peter Beardsley, Alan Shearer, and Craig Bellamy, <laughs> just to name a few. 
Um, but no yeah. name dropping the way. You're not name dropping the way. <laughs> no, not name dropping. But, but yeah, um, it was hard to get back into football. To be honest, I didn't know when I first got back into it. I didn't know that the amputee league was a thing um, because there was just nothing like that up here. So I got scouted for a talent centre, like a regional centre, where the England amputee actually came and picked me up from Durham. And I then went and trained, I believe it was in Tamworth, near Birmingham, so yeah. I trained there. <clears throat> and then it took off from there, to be honest, but it was it was really, like, down low, it wasn't well funded, so nowadays it's a lot better, so we've got the back of Newcastle, we've got, in the league there's nine teams, so there's Newcastle, Arsenal, Peter Bra, who have now just this season changed to, uh, changed to Chelsea, uh, West Brom, Everton, Man City, and Bright Brighton and Portsmouth as well. So, but it was when I first joined, it was like four or five teams, and um, was all like it was. It wasn't Man City. It was like Manchester and Merseyside and, and Oxford. So, it's really developed a lot. Um, but like I said, there was nothing up here. So I spoke to uh, Newcastle Foundation because there's there's three limb centres up here. So I was like, I can't be the only amputee who's interested in football. And yeah, we are. That's few years class. later. That's class. So, so basically, back in the day, like 10, 15 years ago, you had to move away to go and get your football fix. Who did you? So you won the league, you said. Who did you win the league with? You played for some top clubs, right? Yeah. So first of all, it was Oxford, who are Peter Brunel. Um, I went to them first, and that was a great way. Had a great team there. We went unbeaten in the league, um, with I think it's seven aside, and we had about five experienced England internationals playing in that team. And uh, like me, it was a 14 year, 14, 15 year old lad. Um, so it started off then, and we done the we done the league and cup double uh, with that team. And then I moved a little bit further north, so I went to um, Everton where we then went on to win the league again um, and later on we won the cup so I spent a couple of years at Everton um, and then I went to Man City where we won the league <laughs> as well um, but then it all went, I ended up going back to Everton but I wasn't enjoying it because I was just I couldn't make training I couldn't do anything like that so that's why I went to Newcastle to get this all set up so yeah that's how we are where we are so you were the you were like the pioneer of setting this up, mate, were you? It was your it was you driving. Yeah, it. I went to I went to the coaches about it because I, I had uh, I was training with Newcastle Foundation but it was like a mixed disability group. And I, so I had connections in Newcastle's foundation. So I spoke to them about it and they all thought it was a good idea. And um yeah, I will be honest, it took a few years to kick off. Like it used to be me and two other lads who'd attend training all the time. And that was it. But now we've got we've got something like I think we've got three England internationals in our team now, so it's, it's come a long way. Are you trained at the new centre now as well on the rooftop? Yeah, we are the new centre. It's, it's amazing it. facilities, like yeah, it's unbelievable facilities. And your coach, you, you you know a lot about your coach because we know we know your coach Robbie very well, and we've got a <laughs> we've got a dirty secret about him. I don't know if you know about it. Probably do know it. Well, I don't want to throw him under the bus. Well, like, no, I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to. So he's he's parading around a Newcastle kit, but secretly underneath he's uh, he's wants to wear red and white. Hey, do you Stop know that? Stop a minute. 
I'm not having it. Oh no, we'll stop now. We'll stop now. (laughs) I also won't make him feel old, but he coached me when I was five. So if that doesn't make him feel old, then he coached me as well, mate. (laughs) When I was ten, not quite. No, no. no, no. Robbie's class, we love Robbie. So, so, Uh, Robbie is class. Yeah, he's a great coach as well. So, um, what's your connection with Newcastle United? Then, what, what, how does, how does that look for you? So with Newcastle, I think obviously it goes back to when I was ill. Um, Believe it or not, my dad's a Macken as well. (laughs) It's the way my family works weird because my granddad's like a Newcastle fan, but my dad's a Macken and I'm a Newcastle fan, so I'm just praying my little boy isn't a Macken. But uh, (laughs) me and my granddad used to go to the games. Obviously, I mentioned earlier that I was having treatment in the RVI, and obviously. On the on the children's ward back in the day before it all got done out, um, you could see St James's, and obviously you know what the atmosphere is like at St James's. You can you could easily hear it from the RVI, and um, it all started from then. Obviously the players coming in, meeting them, it's just it all it it all just adds up, and it was amazing. Like obviously situation wasn't, but meeting all the players and everything was, and um. We ended up me and my granddad got a season ticket when I when I was on the mend, um, and honestly it was I, I love it like I couldn't imagine not supporting Newcastle now like yeah the class yeah. on did you get to the games I do yeah uh, I haven't got a season ticket at the minute I had to give it up because of work yeah uh, and obviously I, I tried now I'm back on Monday to Fridays I tried to get one this season but I couldn't manage to do it yeah well yeah. I'm sure we'll get you to a game, mate. We've got a season ticket we shared out, don't be something steps. So. Yeah. Chris, I have a question actually. I mean obviously you talked there about how you had to travel around and, and, and move around to be able to like, you know, play the sport. Like what are the challenges as like an amputee footballer? Like in terms of like how you support yourself to obviously travel and, and, and training and things like that. Like is it um you know, it, it, it is it is it difficult? What support's out there for you? Um, the, I'll be honest, the, the most difficult part, it's not so much now because we've got that team bonding for when we travel and we've got training. Uh, back in the day, it was tough, to be honest, because I'd be I'd be getting up at like five in the morning with, uh, it'll be me and my granddad driving down or me and my dad would um, drive down for 11 o'clock games and it's just us two. It's, it's not the same as if you came on a coach, for example. And like I say, I had no training, so when I was getting there, I didn't really have a bond with the team because obviously like, you develop that in training, and I was just I, that's I felt isolated to be honest at part of the teams. But now at now at Newcastle, it's the team atmosphere is great. Like it's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's it seems like you know as times progress that you know there's um because the, the, the there's more teams now and and there's more people a part of it that obviously there's that community there like you say you feel part of a, a team a squad and you know it's just a, I, I, bet, I bet it's a bit better experience now is it yeah it's, oh, it's amazing now i like i say i went through a stage where i wasn't really enjoying my football and i have a, that was down to obviously a lot of traveling and like i say feeling isolated mm-hmm. but nowadays i'm back with the team and i we see each other every week and it's just it's a lot better for me class oh, that's amazing the one question I've got for you is what sort of future do you see in the game and what are the hopes you've got going forward? Well, I want to win the league with Newcastle first and foremost. We came yeah. really, really close. Pre, uh, 
He's here. You, yeah, you kids arrive. Chris, <laughs> Chris's little fella's just turned up, so yeah, it's all right. Just um, so yeah, we um, we got a cut short in uh, when uh, everything was going into lockdown. Um, they cut the league short and they ended up null and void in the league, where um, we were three points behind Arsenal, and we had to play bottom of the league, and we had a game in hand. Like two games in hand, sorry, including bottom of the league, and we if we beat them, we would have uh, we would have won the league, and they null and voided it. Oh. So you were robbed. So, you were robbed. I I say so personally. Like, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's uh, it all. I think that's the target now. It has to be is to win the league with Newcastle um, in the coming seasons because we were so close and we've still got a great team to be able to push on and do that. So when when does the when is the new season or are you in season now? What what, what where are we at with things? They they haven't announced the fixture date. I believe it starts in January, uh, and it's it's monthly fixtures. So they don't, they don't do it where it's Newcastle versus Man City, for example. They do it so it's Newcastle versus Man City, Newcastle versus Everton, and Newcastle versus Brighton, for example. So it's like a, it's like a mix. You don't just play one game. So Chris, you are you are a dad, eh? How how does that affect life at the minute with football and work? Is it easy it's, or? Uh, it's amazing. He's got his Newcastle kit on. Has he uh, got my kitten on the back? Number 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 three or what? He's got my, he's got my, he's got my number and he's got dad written on the back. Oh, so brilliant, mate. He's um no, he's 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 no He loves coming to the games. Um, we had a game down in Darlin, uh, Doncaster. Sorry. And he was uh, he was loving it, like sitting in the stand with his kit on. It was it was amazing, like that's class, man. So so if we were to if we were to watch one of your games, or if any of the listeners are like, you know what, I didn't even know there was amputee football, anything like that. How would they how would they get to a game, and where could they check on a website or find out where there's a game or? So we we train every Monday through the holidays at the Newcastle Foundation Centre, mm-hmm. uh, which is just up from St James's Park. Uh, it's every Monday at half seven, and um, they can. It's it's free of charge. You can just come along. You can train, uh, and then if you're interested, you can go from there and we'll get you registered and get you involved. And it's an it's a very inclusive sport. Like um, you've got we've like I say we've got a mix of people born with this, people who have had illnesses like myself, but we've also got like war veterans, and it's it it's, it helps them like basically get over the stress of what they've been through and mm. um, because it's like like a community who can who can uh, share experiences and stuff like that no i can't imagine the moments you had if someone told me literally now hey martin you can't play football you can't be around football mm. or whatever i'd be heartbroken mate so yeah. um listen um you know it's magic what you're doing you've you've pushed an unbelievable you know for that to happen at newcastle and all we need is the Mackhams. So the Mackhams got a team yet, or what? Are we going to get a derby oh, soon? Yeah. There's rumours of them trying to start one up, like the woman, so we're so going to battle them. Robbie, what's Robbie going to do then? Who's he going to coach, mate? Is he going to coach them, or what? He's going to jump ship, or what? That, that comes under uh, some of the stuff I've thrown him under the bus. Uh, <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> Maybe we'll stay on it for five minutes after. You can give us, you can give us that. But, yeah. Um, yeah. No, Chris, it's it's different levels. What is what's um so apart from winning the league, you've had it one England cap, one England goal, 
when can, can we see you get into doubles or can you, you gonna get some more caps or is England gonna play anymore? Or? Yeah, so England still play. Um, I'm not currently in the setup. I am aiming to get back into it. Um, like I say, I went through a rough period after it was after the league. Mm. Um, like null and voided. I went through a rough period then. Yeah. Um, which I'm opening up, sorting it out, but. Um, I basically didn't. I haven't played for England for a couple of years because of that. Yes. But now I, I'm fully focused again and ready to go, and I'm working hard to get back in the England team, and that will be the goal eventually. Is to make sure I want to be um, in double digits for caps and goals. So yeah, that's the yeah, that's the goal in regards to England. Well, listen, win the league with Newcastle. <laughs> Get some more England caps, but you've got three brand new friends here and three Definitely. brand new fans. How do people follow you, Chris? What What's the best way to follow you and, and on social media? Uh, the best way to follow me is probably my Instagram, which is at Chris McKitten. We've also got a Newcastle United Foundation on your Twitter yeah. uh, and Instagram where you can follow us on. Um, and we post, basically we post pictures of training, we post... Um, results and everything like that from in between so yeah that's the best way to follow us and, and see the action that we're, we're hoping to provide so well, you'll have us watching we'll yeah. uh, and hopefully you get a few new followers and you never know you might find a new recruit you never know you never know Chris Someone could that's, come along that's yeah. the aim we'll just, and anyone's welcome that's the thing so well I'll, I'll, I'll pop my head you in you can't play football you can obviously come along and see yeah. what it's like well, if Robbie's involved, you're involved. You know, it's going to be people are going to be welcomed, and that's that's the main thing. And it's a good mm-hmm. culture. So, Chris, listen, that that this has been absolutely class, mate. We've um, you know, thank you for having us. We've loved having you on. Robbie said you were good crack. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if Robbie's crack's very good, but you know, that's a different story. <laughs> mate, mate, but yeah. <laughs> uh, now we're throwing him under the bus, eh? so might as well. But uh, Chris, uh, from me, Kyle, and Steph. Yeah. Thank you very much, and we're going to have you on again in, in, in a little while. I think we're going to get you on again, mate, because I think we'll follow yeah. up with some of your results. And with Newcastle win the league, we're going to do an hour-long special. We're going to have a bus around Newcastle. It's live, going to, it's going to go wild. We'll have a live podcast and Shearer's <laughs> bar, all right? Yeah. <laughs> Top man, go and look after your kid. Go and get some milk and cookies right. to that that baby of yours, all right, mate? Thank you. Top man, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Cheers, thank you. To the most important part of the week for many it's uh, the, the fantasy premier league now for me i've usually quit by now but i'm gonna stay in because i had a decent week this week probably down to a couple of good players which we'll talk about in a minute but ups and downs we'll do every week so the ups this week damien fortan moved up in a, a massive amount of places with 88 points and he still has three liverpool players to come tonight and they play crystal palace but sitting pretty at the top is Steph's cousin, Daniel Brown, with 148 points. So well, well, done. well done to you. You're representing the Brun family very well. Going down the, the rankings with a measly 31 points is Tyson Pinsent from New Brunswick as well. He's from New Brunswick and Canada, like Damien Fortan, so we've got top and bottom. But sitting rock bottom is a good friend of mine who is also a Mackham, I have to put it out there, is yeah. Jeff Turner with 77 measly points. Jeff. Sort it out, buddy. So just between us three, between Kyle, Martin and Steph, I'm sitting 25 out of 33. I was second bottom. I feel like I'm on the march, so I'm back in. <laughs> uh, in second place is Steph with 16. She moved down. She was nearly in the downs this week. She didn't have a great week. Kyle, on the march in 12th place. 
So we're not representing the pod very well, guys, are we really? Let's be honest. We need to get us in the top ten. Marathon, not a sprint, guys. You're right, you're right. Ask me in the 30th game week of the season. So, yeah, we've still we've still got people joining, and you can join. Um, we'll, we'll share the links as well. But, Kyle, uh, you're kind of a little bit of an expert in this because you, you love this. Yeah. You, you live and breathe it. So what are your top tips for the weekend? So my first top tip is I have went for Justin from Leicester. They're playing Southampton. Southampton conceded goals. Justin, is he? Uh, is that his first name or his last name? James Justin. Oh, James Justin. James Justin. It's just Justin. Just Justin. Right, so Justin, Justin Timberlake. I'm going to pass it. You're still with Joe. Oh, crap. Sorry, I'm still with Joe. Come on, Justin. Stop. Oh, right. oh, so come on, start again. Right, so I'm going with Justin Timberlake. <laughs> <as> a, <laughs> I'm going with James Justin from Leicester for my first one. Southampton conceded goals. Normally, they didn't at the weekend, but normally they do. Yeah. Um, but I think as well, fullbacks with Leicester are often up in the, up in the higher higher scores, so I think yeah. that should be quite good. So I James, James Justin probably won't start this weekend. Thanks, Lil Kyle. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I've also took this is a recommendation. I swapped Justin for Trippier this week. I'm just worried. I know I predicted one 0 but in the back of my head, I'm just worried that. You're a one big contradiction, you guys. You think you're going to win 1-0 and keep a clean sheet, but you took Trippie out. Took Trippie out. But I took Trippie out just in case. jinxed it. But I've, I'm going to go with my second recommendation is Hung Min Son. I don't want to hop on the Salah trend. Everyone's got Salah and I want to look at ways to get different points, but I think Son's got to score eventually. And I'm going to go with against Wolves. I think Wolves can be turned over. Okay. And then lastly is... Either Martinelli or Gabriel Jesus. We're still going with the Gabriels this this week. So High school musical which reference. One? Which one um, is it? <laughs> it is Martinelli. I'm going to go with. Okay. He's cheaper. He's cheaper. One cheaper. Two. Who are they playing? Arsenal. Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Okay. I know. I keep saying Bournemouth. Are they Emirates? So it is. I'm going to double check. Uh, I think it's at Emirates. I think <laughs> it is. At, yeah. No, it's at Bournemouth. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, it's at Bournemouth. So they're they're that Bournemouth. Win. Mm. But I think you go to Bournemouth, you go to Arsenal, Arsenal are full of rhythm, <laughs> they're full of confidence. Mm. I can't actually see Martinelli and Gabriel here's just having an absolute field day and Gabriel is just will be my captain over Haaland because if Haaland scores against Newcastle, I don't wanna Okay, so that's the mistake I made this week was uh, I I had Haaland as captain. I also not, did. not not yeah. Jesus. Um so yeah, I mean it'll be in, it's going to be a tough choice this week. Uh, be anyone I swap, anyone I say, go the opposite. Because I swapped Jesus to Haaland this week after having Jesus the first week. And now I've been back from Haaland to Jesus. So, fingers crossed, Haaland doesn't stand a chance of scoring, but you never know. Um, yeah, so I asked Steph for some top tips earlier and she said, absolutely not. She's keeping her cards <laughs> close to her chest. So, thanks for that, Steph. But so what we're gonna do, everyone? We're gonna we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on from the um, from the FPL. What we're gonna do is introduce something called hot topic of the week. Now every week we're gonna there's gonna be something that's a hot topic, and this is probably a hot topic for everyone. And it's uh, even better that Arsenal are doing well. But all three of us, me and Steph, have watched up until episode seven now, and I know Kyle's. Are you as far as that? I'm as far as that. I'm ready for okay. the to come out. So we're ready for the last episode. Can't yeah. wait for them to get stuffed by Newcastle, but. What have you? Um, and it'd be interesting to come to you first, Kyle, especially with the whole Arteta and the the, the hate love affair. I think you're going to change your mind on it. What's what's been your take on all or nothing, mate? I've been quite impressed with it. Um, I think I still think there's gaps there for Arteta, but the cycle. I think 
and I wrote it down that he's probably one of the best psychologically man managed man manager in the Premier League after seeing that. I think some of the connections he has with the players is massive and I think Steph will probably touch what I put in the group chat over the weekend, but I think I have begun to have a little a little turn of a head for him and Maybe I've been a bit harsh on him, but there's definitely there's definitely a twinkle in your eye when you're talking about him. Right? I know, it's <laughs> it's just, it was a jealousy thing, you know. He dropped me a message the other night, so Kyle's just a jealousy now, thing. Kyle's now president of the <laughs> fan club. Um, after, always after, was. after putting into the group chat on WhatsApp um, the other night that. Do you know what? I think I was wrong about that. <laughs> <laughs> you were, you were, uh, Steph read it before me and she started bursting out laughing. I was, what's wrong? She goes, oh, Kyle, man, he's funny. The yeah. only thing that Pep is that, I don't think Arteta's impressed me as much as Pep and Jose did on the All or Nothing. I think they had the wow factor. I think certain Arteta might like that. But I have had a little change of heart mm. on him. And I think the only other point I really want to make about it, except for when obviously come back with this, is that I think Aubameyang's just a bad egg, isn't he? I think if he goes to Chelsea, it's a bad. I think it'd be a wrong move for them. I think he's a he did well in the Premier League. I don't agree with him that he didn't do well, but his attitude is absolutely rotten. Like on the on the all or nothing, and just he's just a, someone you wouldn't want in a changing room. Really, the, the difficult thing is right, and this is I've got I've got a little note there about Orba. I don't think he like he didn't come across great because he was in and out, but he wasn't. So the, the idea is it's something around his mom and family. Yeah. So when it's stuff like that, I don't know how 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 much we can criticise someone because yeah. family's everything. And and yeah. the more the modern day player grows, and the more the modern day moves on, it's like he said his mom wasn't well, and now there could be something really behind the scenes that he can't. He's having yeah, a yeah. mental struggle. So I think it's difficult to say. I get what you're saying. I think they did the right thing moving him out, but I, I think if you really broke it down, the players. Probably relight over. Yeah, I think relight him. Do you know what I mean? And I think there's a little bit of a, so, someone said, "Oh, Teta, there's a power. Are you doing it to show your yeah. leadership?" Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. And but sometimes as a coach, you you have players that you yeah. just don't get along with, and I just think them too clashed. Yeah, I think it's like a Pep little little thing. I think it's something them from Pep. I think Pep's always had it in him that he'd sack a player off because he was his attitude mm. was wrong and. I think you're looking at, and I'm going to put a call out here that the next player I get sacked off by Pep, I think will be Jack Grealish. I think he'll be the next player to go on. I think that's what Arteta sort of took out the page of the book. But do you not think because he signed Jack Grealish, he's got a, he has to sit with him, whereas he inherited? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's I that's that. difficult because yeah. it's like he inherits his character, he's got to fix his character there. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. sells me, he looks like a bit of a, an idiot then. So I yeah. get it. But so. Is 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 your love affair with Arteta anything to do with them sitting top of the league now? No, no. So if they're bottom of the league, you'd be saying exactly the same. I, I don't think they're formal last. I don't think they'll. Do you know? No, I think they will be, and I think Step touch on uh, touch on it in week one when um, yeah. if he just gets injured, Martin Elliott's injury prone, he gets injured, mm. then the only other comment I'm going to make is that the Edu didn't. I think I don't think he put himself out there as a great person. I think his. There is something on there when he says about he he doesn't back um, Arteta's claim or Aubameyang and he struggles to because of all the goals he scored. Yeah. And I think the main thing is that you've got you've got to have that relationship where he's always going to back the manager and if he's not, I think yeah. there will be problems coming in the future. Interesting. Did they play together? <sighs> Potentially. 
What was I doing before? I don't know, maybe you should have done your homework on that before asking me. Yeah. <laughs> Stump of that now, so yeah, I didn't, you didn't tell us you were going to answer that. Do you know what? I'm, I'm, Professional. I'm, I'm really enjoying this season. It's been good. I really do love these, these documentaries. I think they're fantastic. I think for me, and I think we touched on this last night, Martin, is that for me the Spurs one so far has been my favourite and it's just I think it's probably because of the, the Jose factor like yeah. you know those conversations he was having with Danny Rose and, and Deli Ali was it like it was just it was just um, it was great to see it was I feel like this one's a little bit more they haven't they've let you they've let you into like some of the the stuff that you don't see behind the scenes but I think there's stuff that they haven't delved into so you haven't really seen Arteta one-on-one with players have you yeah, like you no, know, you I, haven't. No. I think, I think, I think it's. A, I, th- I do like it. I, you know, it's been a while since I watched the City one, so I feel like I've, I've kind of forgotten. But I, I, that one was very good. But for me, I need a little bit more out of these final few episodes for it to be as good as the, the yeah. Spurs one. Yeah. yeah. How about you? How about you? Mark? Yeah. No, I think. Um, I think for me, I think. Um, I think the the key for me is that um, when they've lost games. There's just no emotion. They come yeah. in, they put their hand in their head, they sit there silent, and then they're just almost waiting for a tether to, to, to kind of say something. Yeah. And then they just get up and leave. Kyle, you, we, we all played, Steph, we played football. When you get beat, you want your players angry, man. You, I know. You want them coming in. I'm not saying punching and kicking, yeah, but yeah. throwing your boots off the floor. They were coming in. A guy got sent off. Yeah. Gabriel, was it Gabriel got sent off? He came in and checked his phone. And then yeah. he said, oh, do you want to watch the game? Oh, yeah, no problem. And he's walking around as if he's, as if there's nothing just happened. He's just been sent off and let his team down. And I'm, I'm looking and I'm going, where's the fire? Where's that, like, aggression? Yeah. And where's that leader? Like, Lacazette's not a leader. Like, I, who, who's been named the captain again this season? Sorry. Who is the captain of Arsenal? We need to do our, like... We need to do our research. So, who, um, who is it probably then? It's not Xhaka yeah. again, obviously. I don't, no, it's not Xhaka again. Um... I think we need to find that out because yeah. that, that's, that's the, for me. I think you're right. There is a lack. There is a lack of um, leaders in that in that side. Yeah. Um, the best changes that I've been in, whenever around the academy system, There's is some accountability. Is people people arguing? Yeah. Is um, uh, is is people arguing? People after they get yeppy, it's you, you're hurt. Yeah. And that's what you do argue. As long as there's near the change room. Yeah. I don't think managers mind that. And you are right. There is a lack of fight. A lot of, um, but is that is that now the modern day though, Kyle? Is that the I modern day people can't call each other out for bullying, and that's fine. Yeah, but yeah. like, there's got to be something like at least like oh my, like yeah, at yeah. least something like it. Tend to brought it sometimes, but he, he, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, there's I something like, something whether or not they're hiding that, but um, yeah. So uh, Odegaard is captain. Oh wow! Yes, I did. So again, is it? Yeah, well, he, yeah. Wow! Like, he doesn't come across as like a fiery character. Yes, no, I didn't know that because I, I chose him as the. I think the only the only person who who in this this season of all nothing that where you've heard in the dress was actually Ramsdale. Mm. At the time, he was a new mm. signing. Mm. Yeah. Um, but you're right. There's it's it's a very quiet dressing room. Yeah. And it does. I mean, it, it does make you think that you know when it, when we start going through the season and if they are challenging up there and it, you know it's getting to like business end yeah whether they've got those leaders in, in the in, in dressing and lead yeah. to, to, to see it through I if you look at Chelsea and Tottenham yesterday yeah. I mean it'll be interesting oh, yeah. if Arsenal have that this season because I don't know if they have I don't think they've got that I don't think they do like, Chelsea and Tottenham are just winners and it's about winners when it, yeah, when, yeah. The, when the hits the fan how much do you really want it and I agree with you Kyle I think and, and Steph you, you touched on it I think Arsenal will fall short yeah. But I'm I'm enjoying them doing well actually. I'm liking to see this Arsenal team. So so overall, 
so far, if you had to rate the season, what would you what would you give it out of ten? I mean, there's still a couple of episodes where yeah. I see Newcastle batter them, and you might see some emotion there because you might do, we yeah. know what's going to start to happen there is it starts to decline a bit. So, yeah. I think if you're comparing it to Tottenham and Man City ones, I think I'd only give it a six. Really, I think there has been some good things in it, but comparing it to them two, where you've been like they've had that wow factor. This has this one had a wow factor on us. Probably not. Painted yeah. Arteta in a better life for us. Yeah. But hasn't had the the oomph, the the wow. Yeah. That the ones have. So I'm just gonna go with easily six. A six. Can I give it a seven? I have enjoyed it. I think. Yeah. I think it's there. There has been some really good insight in there, um, and a really good look behind the scenes at some of the stuff that they do, especially during COVID as well. Like seeing, I think it was the was it the last episode or the one before that where. They had to get all the players to do tests because of a, an outbreak, and yeah. the, the, yeah. the doctor wasn't going to let any of them out of their car, and they were they were giving them grief for it. Um, so it, I've I've enjoyed it, but again, like I just go back to the, the I love the Spurs one, so I'm going to give it a seven. Seven. And, no, I think I think a, a seven as well. Like it's football, it's an easy watch. Yeah, yeah. Like I could watch any football. So, but going back to some of the documentaries in the nineties with Ron Atkinson and them guys, it's not a patch on any of them. By the way, people, yeah. they were real rugged documentaries. So if I was going to recommend anything, go back into YouTube and just type in like Ron Atkinson and, and John Sitton. You seen that one, John Sitton? When he goes, I'll, I'll give yeah. you, I'll you know, you can bring your bring your wife and bring your dinner, and I'll take everyone. And all yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> that kind of stuff can't happen. But listen. It leads us on lovely. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna um, we're gonna have a have you say a poll. And we're gonna tell you that in a second. But actually, we actually put out um, a task last week. Kyle put a task out, a listener task, yeah. which we're now gonna call Have You Say. This is the Have You Say segment. So I'm gonna read out a team here by Alan McLean, who's um, living in Northern Ireland. Uh, he he did his hardest eleven. So I don't know his formation, but I'm gonna try and put <laughs> it and make some sense of it because he's got two left backs in. I know Kyle had a bit of interaction with someone on there. What was the lad called you had interaction with? Uh, was it one of your mates or not? It was Anthony Kiraffi. I don't know who he yeah, is, but I yeah. think it was, yeah. Yes, yeah, so he back. couldn't have a right back. So, yeah. so this is Alan McLean's team. I don't know what his team name is, but he's gone for Schmeichel in goal. Pretty impo- imposing guy. I'm going to put Julian Dix right back. Japstam centre back. Neil Ruddick centre back. And Stuart Pearce, psycho left back. Now, the only way I can see this, because he hasn't got any wingers... I can just see them playing, pumping the ball from back to front. So he's gone David Batty in CDM, Vinnie Jones in CDM, and Roy Keane in CDM. And I think he's just going to absolutely pump the ball up to Shearer, Diego Costa, and Duncan Ferguson. And uh, that's all I see is route one football there and just smash kick. Yeah. But that wouldn't be a bad team. I wouldn't want to get into a, a, a nightclub uh, scuffle. Yeah, and you could take any of them, Kyle? Bring them on. I'll leave Shiro at the side. Any, uh, you, you couldn't change Shiro. You couldn't change Shiro. Shiro plays there for Shiro in Newcastle as well. I'm scared. Yeah, Duncan Ferguson. To be uh, fair, Duncan Ferguson. Duncan Ferguson was. I mean, he was on. Um, he was on. He was covering a game on Sky Sports recently in the studio, and they did show like some clips from, from when he was playing. And oh, he was. He was an absolute. Yeah. He was he's a nice as pie now. Have you seen him? Nice as he is. He could just go across very quiet and very like measured. Yeah. What about um, the one with the burglar, Steph? When two burglars broke in. in, in his house and he had them pinned down two at a time broke one of the guys jaws and that's with Duncan Ferguson no you about that Kyle ah, I think I did yeah. oh my god um, was, was that you on his own pinning them down <laughs> I was no, 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 no. Uh, who, um, the other one I think was the only one I think that is missing there and I think was on the fullback touch is that Kalasnich and I know he's more oh, like yeah, time yeah, Kalasnich when he was trying to burglar trying to rob him with a knife oh, and he was full on bringing it on and yeah I wouldn't mess with him psychos man 
I wonder if people would would have Shira in there, but no, it's a it's a. Adam Shira. I, I wouldn't want to fight Shira. Let's be honest. No. Now, I mean, he's he's, he's but what he did with Neil Lennon and some of the little bits and bobs. But yeah. That <laughs> opposing, opposing teams hated him, didn't they? And he, uh, he did he did rail up defenders. He had a lot of protection from the referees yeah, in the yeah, FA, didn't he? Did, though, as well. Yeah. But listen, at the end of the day, there's some stories about Shira. But yeah, good team, Alan. Good job. So. That's going to take us into a poll, yeah. which we're going to be running this week on. We're going to we're going to tag two polls in. We're going to run it on our Twitter and on, on our socials. Steph and, and Kyle are going to get onto that. Basically, the poll's going to be: um, there's been three all or nothings now. Which all or nothing has been your favourite? Going back to the Man City, then to the Spurs one and Arsenal, and we're just going to run a little poll and see which all or nothing has been your favourite. Okay, yeah. so listen, everyone. We've had a humdinger of a of a night. We've really enjoyed running uh, the 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 session tonight. I'm, I'm talking like I'm at a football session. Yeah. I'm not coaching. I'm not being I'm not being coaching tonight. Um, Steph, have you enjoyed yourself again? I've loved it. It's been great. And you know, Chris McKitten, fantastic. What yeah, a guy. And brilliant. Hopefully, everyone gets in and tunes into some amputee football this season. Uh, from me, I've really enjoyed myself. And what we always do in this is we listen to Candy, the man with the magic words. I'm going to pass you over to Kyle Candy Wilson. I'm going to go with a quote from my best friend, Eleanor Roosevelt, today. Best friend, of course, is, life will, If life was predictable, it would cease to be life. So, from me, don't be predictable, do things, and be brave. So laugh, listen, and learn. Thank you, everyone. Who cares where we go?